Hello, this is Joe Buca with another episode of Man Up, the podcast to help men reject passivity and accept responsibility. And um, this week, I'm again going to share out of um, Dane Ortland's book, Gentle and Lowly, Chapter 18, called Yearning Bowels. And um, he's basically taking Jeremiah 3120, which says, Is Ephraim my dear son? Is he my darling child? For as often as I speak against him, I do remember him still. Therefore, my heart yearns for him. I will surely have mercy on him, declares the Lord. And Ephraim here is just another name for uh, the nation of Israel, God's chosen people. And I want to read a couple of, um, just a couple of statements about God's yearning heart for us. And the thing that really strikes me is, you know, I, I really do believe God yearns for get, to give us his heart, to give us his comfort, Second Corinthians one talks about God's uh, comforts us with with um, He comforts us with His presence. He comforts us um, with because He's the God of all comfort uh, in our suffering. But I think it also implies, and I guess there's some other aspects of just God God's heart for us when we are struggling with sin. And here Orlinda says the yearning heart of God delivers us and redelivers sinners who find themselves drowning in the sewage of their life. Pretty pretty strong statement. Um, and basically talks, uh, he says, out of his heart, God's heart flows mercy, out of ours reluctance to receive it. And I could really resonate with that this morning, just the sense of my reluctance when I'm struggling with sin. I just find myself, you know, not wanting to come in God's presence because of what I believe the identity of shame can really um, settle into my life. And yet I've seen as I've grown and matured these last few years that really looking to experience God's forgiveness and experience God's transforming work internally in me when I'm struggling and also giving me the power to repent, um, really a significant part of my relationship with the Lord. I would say early on, and you've heard me say this before, just that God's forgiveness was really compelling to me and something that I didn't ever kind of, I don't think I've taken it for granted, but I've really learned to relish it and learn to embody and embrace God's forgiveness. Because if I'm not living in the forgiveness that I have in Christ, if if I'm not really living out of that forgiveness, then I'm stuck. And just this idea that, that my reluctance to receive God's mercy, God's grace, and to experience my reluctance to experience the forgiveness that I already have in Christ often is probably my greatest barrier to recovery when I'm struggling with something. I want to read some out of the end of the chapter, and then I'll comment about it. Just really significant. We're um, uh, coming up on Palm Sunday this weekend, and then Easter Sunday, obviously, next weekend. But at the very end of the chapter, Ortland says this, but at the height of human history, justice was fully satisfied and mercy was fully poured out at the same time when the Father sent His eternally dear Son and darling child to a Roman cross where God truly did speak against Him, where Jesus Christ poured out His blood, the innocent for the guilty, so that God could say of us, I remember Him still, even as He forsook Jesus Himself. On the cross, we see that what God did to satisfy His yearning for us, He went that far. He went all the way. The blushing effusiveness of heaven's bowels funneled down into the crucifixion of Christ. Repent of your small thoughts of God's heart. Repent and let him love you. 
uh, what a what a great reality of just you know to to um, reject passivity. I think it goes back to the theme of man up. This this idea of the passivity of not really embracing and embodying God's forgiveness and God's great mercy and grace toward us, and trying to carry our own sin, so to speak, trying to trying to work our way out of it rather than really setting in the presence of God and just. It's almost like setting in the sunshine. We've had some here in Georgia the last um, couple of days. We've had some nice sunny after mornings and afternoons. A little chilly in the morning, but in the afternoons it really warms up. And it just reminds me of you know setting in the sun and letting the warmth of the sun warm my face and warm my body. And I think of that being a picture of setting in the presence of the sun, S O N, and letting him embody and give us the ability to embody and embrace his grace and mercy, his love and forgiveness, his kindness, his gentleness, um, and and really looking to yearn for that kind of experience and affection. Um, I, I think that's really transforming, and it really challenges my passivity of just kind of setting in my sin or wallowing in my sin or feeling pitiful and feeling Again, that sense, experiencing that sense of shame of my identity that I failed once again, I'm a failure. But in turn, embracing God's forgiveness, God's love, the fact that I'm God's beloved son, that, that he cherishes me. And he, like the, much like the story of Luke 15, the, the father runs to me because he runs to restore me. He wants, just like that story that Jesus told, the father runs to the youngest son, runs out to him. And embraces him and and gives him a, a ring and a robe and throws a party for him. And that's how God sees and comes to us in our darkest moments. Anyway, those are my thoughts today. Just this again, this idea that kind of in the depth, the bowels represent the depth of my being, my guts, as Orland says. I love that he said the word guts. It's just like that that the God at, at a guttural level, at a at a deep level, yearns for me and calls me to yearn for his embrace.